Welcome to A Million Baptist Podcast, where we discuss church life, theological questions, and cultural influences. Our podcasts are available via Google, Spotify, Apple, and many other podcast platforms. We hope you subscribe and enjoy today's episode. Howdy, everyone. Um, well, howdy was weird to start off with, but we're going to go with it. I'm so glad that you're joining us for another uh, roundtable here at Amelia Baptist. Um, we try to get these out every Friday for you uh, sometime in the afternoon. Um, we see these podcasts now. They're on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, but we'll always be on YouTube and Facebook for you. So just please subscribe and share. We'd love to talk with you, send us a message and just uh, get to know you a little bit better. But doing our best to sort of recapture the art of conversation, terms that are interesting to us and hopefully interesting to you where it matters in uh, church and theology and sort of culture in general. But today we have Pastor Neil with us. And Pastor Neil, we're going to dive into a subject of online church, online pastors, uh, a world sort of in the COVID time frame that we're living in right now and how churches are sort of responding to that. Yeah, it's not only uh, geography that separates people. <laughs> right, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, like, while ago you started off with Howdy. That's because you're from West Nassau County. Yeah. And just to bridge that gap, howdy. It's, it's good to I'm see I'm proud you. of that. <laughs> no problem with that whatsoever. Last week, you and I attended a Florida Baptist Convention uh, conference called Challenge 2025. And uh, it was, we had breakout sessions. Right. And um, I wanted to get your take on that. How did you think the conference went? Because the whole framing of the conference is that we are now living in an era of COVID, and it's going to be a while even before we could say post-COVID. Sure. So it's affected our ministries, all mm-hmm. of us. And there were just hundreds of pastors there, and we were all just soaking in, you know, give us some <laughs> encouragement yeah. because all of us feel like we're drowning at some point. So before I ask you how the conference went, I wanted to uh, ask you to assess how pastoring and the pastoral ministry has gone here at Amelia Baptist Church post-COVID. How's it, how has COVID affected our pastoring? And maybe you and I could be a little bit transparent mm-hmm. in, in answering the question, how has COVID affected each one of us as well as our ministry? Yeah, so I want to start by saying this isn't um, for pastors or leaders specifically, although there will be a lot of things that come up that might help uh, ministries and churches, especially, you know, our, our congregation as well, as we sort of navigate like everybody else for the first time, what it means to pastor in a season like this, where everybody's heads are and constant changing opinions. But really, this is for the congregation. This is for people who are belonging to a church. Maybe there's some people out there who don't feel like they've been um, as connected with as they should have been, or they're dying to get back. That's right. They want to the be church. Connected. They want to be here so badly. And you said it earlier this week, that we're not doing really a third of the things that we were doing and sort of just trying to inch our way back uh, into things, um, ministries and discipleship opportunities and uh, children, student, those kind of things that we, we provide. So does here. that mean that you and I are two thirds less busy in pastoring? No, that's Since exactly. We're only doing a third. I'm so, so funny. It's exactly where I was going to go. It's exactly where I got Because you were asking how pastoring has been. And the first word to come to mind uh, is busy. Meeting people where they are is key. And I think being a part of a church and then leading a church, this is all about a relationship. And so what took a huge hit was not your attendance. What took a huge hit was relationship. That's right. And I think that's where our heads sort of need to be as we're navigating this, is getting into the rooms with 
the leaders and even having these conversations transparently with the church and saying, in what ways can we minister to you? Um, and that was really the focal point of that conference in, in such a very pastoral way. We have mentioned this before, but we are so blessed to have Tommy Green as president of the Florida Baptist Convention um, because we believe he just has this pastor's heart. And while you live in a world where pastors are tempted to run their churches like CEOs, here is Tommy Green, the head of the Florida Baptist Convention, who very well could do that, but instead is just ministering to people with a pastor's heart. It and, was uh, so refreshing. Mm -hmm. Um, when he came in, um, I, I loved being on the board when I was there and Dr. John was there, but even the convention was so hierarchical and, uh, CEO based mm -hmm. in organization. And, uh, one of the changes that took place when Dr. John, uh, retired mm -hmm. was that Tommy came in with a fresh vision of getting back to how do we get back to the churches? Yeah, and he's doing that, and we're all very thankful for him. And then uh, David Uth is the pastor at First Baptist Church Orlando, mm -hmm. and he was there at actually one of these breakouts that we're going to talk about. So just before we get into it, this is what it's all about. Online church, online pastors. Is this the future? Is this something we should be preparing for now? Uh, where do we reach the heart of our people? That's the main question. And in what ways are we supposed to do that? And I think there was a surprise because uh, I had signed us up for different breakouts. Yeah. And then we saw that there was a technology breakout. Yeah. And uh, I said, perhaps that would be something that you would you know, want to go to and right. you wasn't quite sure. And so you did go to that. Well, what was your takeaway? Was it more than what you expected? Yeah. So we have a guy named Dylan on staff here and he sort of runs our IT and communication along with uh, Clay and they're sort of a dynamic duo. So I was thinking of really Dylan and what he does here by communicating with everybody online. And I don't know if people know this, but Amelia Baptist Church was really trying to get that online act together far before COVID. I mm -hmm. think over a year we were investing and um, buying better equipment and making sure we were able to do that, even hiring Dylan. All of that took place just sort of in God's providence by his grace there. That's true. Uh, it really feels like saving us a lot in, in, a, in a way from what we're talking about. But I took that class with him in mind, ended up taking it as a pastor and feeling a lot like I had benefited from where David Uth and his um, his his committee, I guess. Well, we you didn't say. even know that the pastor was going to be there. No, he kind we, of just showed up. We thought of it yeah. as this is going to be a conversation about technology. Yeah, he kind of had two guys there and uh, who were on his team. So they got into this uh, whole thing about how COVID has affected their church and, I mean, very drastically, and how their online uh, persona or their ministry, rather, uh, mattered a great deal. And uh, are there things that you are doing? through online avenues that could be better ministering, uh, that could that provide a better ministry for people who are watching, or are you just setting up a camera and sort of press and play? And I know this is kind of a means to an end, guys. Sorry. Sorry we have to do this, but here you go. And all that's encompassed in that, because I don't want us to give the idea that we are just pro everyone being at home and watching online and that that's the church in and of itself. Well, you and I, are so fortunate to be a part of a congregation that has a rich fellowship. Mm -hmm. um, we really do love each other. Right. And so being separated from one another has been a real struggle, not only for us, but for so, so many churches. So many churches are experiencing it. And, um, and so now at this conference, mm -hmm. what you were learning is uh, you're part of a conversation of 
not just online presence, but how can we actually pastor yeah. and keep the relationships fresh? Right. So that's some great ideas um, when it comes to preaching. <laughs> in front of them. So these are some great ideas to reaching people who are still going to be watching online for some time, whether their situation is unique or it's a a lot like everybody else's they're online and they're engaged. And he said, always remember this. If you're not reaching them, if you're not talking to them, if you're not doing the same thing you do when you preach to your congregation, where you seek after the application and really try to reach the heart of your because people. Because they love being here. Because they love and miss you. It's not your dynamic preaching that's ga- that's drawing them as much as it is just that they miss their church and it looks like home on the screen and these really sweet moments that you have. If you're not after that or you're not thinking about that, even in sermon prep, there is about 50,000 other people they could watch that are a better preacher. Are you saying that there's... <laughs> We're a button away from <laughs> a click. Yeah, a click. Call it now, right? Uh, it's a click That's... away, right? Uh, from you know them turning the channel to, to other great preachers who preach the word. So it's not just that you're the only place where they can gather expository doctrine uh, or preaching good biblical doctrine, good theology. That's not you're not that. There's plenty of places where they can get that. Um, are you remembering them? Are you remembering people who can no longer be with you for now? or really maybe ever, depending on how bad a health condition has gotten or where they are, uh, not just because of COVID, just where they are, maybe even right. in age. So it's kind of a, a James 2 ministering to people where they are that we've used as our philosophy throughout this. So I thought that that tech committee thing that I experienced or the, the challenge really focused in on ministering to people in unique ways. And here were just a few of those unique ways. If you're streaming your services, if you're listening now and you're like, man, this online thing, I can't wait till it ends. I just want to kind of encourage you to not maybe look at it that way. I don't know if you know this, but it's kind of here to stay. Like a lot of people are online now. And so if you're preaching, this is some, some things you can consider to talk to the people in the camera every once in a while. You don't have to preface it any weird way like all right everyone in the congregation i'm now turning my gaze to the camera to speak to our (laughs) digital friends Uh, i wouldn't do that but making sure that they remember they're involved in the ministry and then there is always an opportunity for whoever is sort of in your it communications this church specifically had an online pastor when when they first mentioned that i had a little bit of reservation i'm old school so I don't, I'm not necessarily for or against that. I'm, I'm, I think that's pertaining to that church's unique experience. Well, it sounds odd. It's just a weird thing. Cause I'm, right. I know pastoring is something you do in person. Right. I know that an online pastor is just, what does that mean? And then they opened it up and it, it started making more sense and it was engaging. And, and we do this online. If you look at our, our live feeds on Facebook or YouTube, if someone comments, we try to interact with them right away and say, is there anything we can be praying for you about? Or we just miss you. I'm so glad you were here. Would you message us and let us know how you're doing? I mean, that kind of engagement, I think just goes a long way mm-hmm. with people who are a year into really being sick of watching something online that they used to be able to uh, be experiencing and captivated by up close and in person. Um, so, so I think there are some things that you need to be saying to an online community that you're still needing to pastor, you're still needing to care for, and they don't need to just be forgotten or be replaced with a camera that's in the room. And so there was a lot of that in that specific challenge that I thought mm-hmm. was just incredibly helpful and would be incredibly helpful uh, to a lot of people uh, who are right now doing that yeah. very thing. Well, that brings us to um, one uh, original question a year ago Yeah, when, when all this came down. I remember the elders asking ourselves this question. Uh, we knew that we needed more of an online presence. We knew people were going to be in their homes after 
don't know, after about four weeks, we knew this just was not going to go away. Yeah. So we ask ourselves, are we going to be an online church that gathers or are we going to be a local congregation that has an online presence? And that question is really what it's all about. That's right. That's the framing. That so I use. when people hear that, you know, that we're working hard to uh, connect with those who can't be here, we want them to hear that we would love for them to be here if they can. Mm. And for those who are gathering, we are so grateful that they can. Yeah. No, I think it's our important. hearts go out to those who really want to be here. And we really do pray for those um, who may even be struggling um, because their lives have been upset, mm -hmm. just like the rest of us. And sometimes they don't even know, now what do I do? Yeah. You know, now that I have two vaccination shots. Mm -hmm. Now what do I do? Because it's a hard choice. For one year, they haven't been able to come. Yeah, here's the thing. There's going to be fear when we start talking about online church and online pastoring. And people are going to be angry when they hear those terms because they're immediately going to think, wow, our, is Amelia Baptist Church Pro moving everything online? That seems so weird. Okay, no. Answers no. Unequivocally, no. That's right. Uh, we believe, Two X's. We believe Ecclesia. <laughs> that word Ecclesia is gathering. We believe God has commanded Christians, every Christ follower, to be invested in the local body of believers. That it is God's design for Christians to be invested and attend local corporate worship services. Mm -hmm. You can take the word service out and call an experience all you want. It means the same thing. So I'm 100% in people gathering together. Our pastors around this community, every one of them, knew they had an issue because Ecclesia means gathering. I haven't heard of a single church trying to move everything online. So let's stop that <clears throat> sort of irrational fear that it's all just going digital. And I mean, how could you ever live with that accountability and vulnerability? Uh, just allow me to say right now, there's a lot um, of problems with accountability and vulnerability in churches that do gather anyway, pre-COVID. Right. So it's bottom line is it's not like COVID's the only reason why there's no accountability in your church. I was in a, a smaller local uh, conference with Craig Colbreth. Who, yeah, one of our who, catalysts. Who, yes, who works in the East area for us. And one of the things that he was trying to help us pastors who was there, who were there, to understand is, okay, pastoring locally pre-COVID had, uh, you know, it's, I want to say that it has its own difficulties, but we love what we do. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people to misunderstand. No, we love work. what we do. That's a lot of work. Yeah, but Then when COVID true. came, we had to make adjustments, not just our church. Everybody started making adjustments. Mm -hmm. Now that people are coming back, there is now... Um, more opportunity, which means more time. Yeah. And that is that we're going to put just as much energy as we um, originally did in local gathering, pastoring and ministry and discipleship and fellowship and mm -hmm. things of that nature, while at the same time, not forgetting the people who are online who would like to be here. Right. This, the bottom line is there are going to be people who need ministering to, and, the, and there's a digital avenue that has been available to you that we need to take advantage of and churches need to be investing in. But in no way is that replacing Ecclesia or the gathering of believers. We're not pivoting from one type of a church to another. And let's be real. You can't 
tell or I can't tell someone what they're going to do and they're going to do it. People are going to do what they're going to do. So be free, <laughs> like be, uh, understand people are going to do what they're going to do. If they want to stay home every single solitary Sunday for the rest of their lives, you can't control that, but you can go up in front of the pulpit and preach the word of God faithfully. I mean, that is the only thing we can do is be loyal and faithful to the commands of God and make sure our people know that we care for them. What other cards can we play? So I just think that people get ahead of themselves and go, well, I think we really need to implement this and we really need to strategize and we really need to coerce basically people to get back here. And I'm like, look, man, God's going to be leading this church now, just like he's always led your church, right? Like the Holy Spirit's going to draw, the Holy Spirit is going to work and sanctify. None of that changes. What we are talking about here is ministering to the people who we meet on a regular basis who are dying to get back. That's right. Miss their body of believers, but physically can't. You have to prepare for that. You have to be able to minister to that. And so I think if anything, let's put a positive spin on it. COVID has sort of uh, brought this light or, you know, shined a light on an area maybe the church could be improving on, which is reaching people who are inside homes who are now no longer coming, who miss their body of believers. We have been for, so fortunate. It hasn't been just technology or uh, hiring individuals to get us to a point where, you know, we're, we're continuing to minister both online yeah. and, and presence. But it was several years ago that God began to lead me into a, a way of ministry that is more personal for our senior adults. And now they've been the most um, uh, impacted by COVID. And then also training for the young adults who are coming up. And so that was a pre-COVID conviction in my life. And now it's needed more than ever. Look, man, even churches, and I'm not trying to segue the conversation to something different, but it's definitely in the ballpark. Uh, but churches who have one main campus and then they have what's called multi-site where they have different campuses and what they do is they stream the main pastor into these campuses, mm -hmm. but they have pastors of those churches. And I'm, I'm not giving a pro or con on this. There are, there are several this, uh, thoughts I have on those things, but that's not the time. There's a time or place for that. It can be another round table. <laughs> uh, but the bottom line is they have pastors, they have lay leaders, they have small group leaders. Uh, people are still being pastored in those churches. So it's not necessarily the same exact thing as someone who has to just watch the service online and what can the church do to remind that person that they're loved. Look, this is about evangelism. This is about discipleship, but we will, I think, choose to die on this hill. And a lot of what we had talked about with your transition applies to this and uh, role here at Amelia Baptist and mine, as we will die on the hill that these things are done best face-to-face. -face. They're done best relationally. Evangelism, discipleship, there is just something to being face-to-face -face with someone, walking them through the word or initiating a conversation about the gospel. Honestly, I think it goes back to how we were created for fellowship. I right. mean, we go all day, spend time from Genesis to Revelation in this, but uh, the bottom line is, is it ideal right now everywhere? No, it's not ideal, but we need to adapt because every day people are dying without believing in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even though COVID has affected the whole world, there are still churches behind the Iron Curtain, if we can still use mm -hmm. that uh, terminology. People have to Google it if they're my yeah, age or younger. That's right. <laughs> where, where gathering is not popular. Yeah. In fact, it may be, even be against the law. What have they been doing? Mm -hmm. 
they have been gathering in small groups in uh, situations that could be dangerous, but they were so determined that they wanted to, uh, as the early church did, to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. They wanted to be devoted to each other. They wanted to minister to each other. They want to pray for one another. And so, you know, COVID, uh, we, we still meet, we still have our buildings here, but perhaps some of these things are going to be taking place off-site, mm. more personal where people live. Right. Um, and listen, I think that that is a biblical model. Yes, so. but you're still under the care of the overseers in the church, and you're still as a body of believers under the authority of Scripture. Those two things aren't changing with what you that's said, right. basically. And I think that's just important for people to uh, hear over and over and over again because you're constantly distracted by these what-ifs, and no church has done it perfect, no church has done it right, including us. Um, but there is, I think, helpful biblical ways in which we can navigate through this. And so I was thankful for that challenge and sort of our conversations in this and wanting to make sure that people are continually cared for. And But I'm glad we're growing in this area. Yeah, yeah, of you course. Know, right? we're, we're not too old to grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not too old to grow. <clears throat> Absolutely, <throat> both of us. No, I think it's incredibly important. Um, one thing that we were, uh, and we'll kind of sort of end around here, but okay. we were wanting to uh, make sure that people are valuing relationships in a world where tech can be all consuming. So we want to make sure that there is sort of ends with a warning, but also an encouragement to say that you've been gifted uh, the gift of fellowship and opportunity. And so we really would love for you to seize it um, and to know that there is a life beyond your phone. And some people have said that, man, the more you sort of invest in that online church kind of thing, or, you know, your, your, um, format or your uh, equipment, if you're headed there, you're just convincing people to live off their phone and live. Again, number one, I'm not going to be able to change what people do with that. Uh, but I will be able to, when they have the opportunity to watch something that we're doing, be very honest about those dangers and being too all-consuming with the things that don't matter eternally versus the things that do. And so if there's a way by which we can offer these services to people who are watching while still preaching the truth, we should all be doing that. No, we should. And I would even say, let's empower those who are uh, uh, who may not be able to gather in, in large groups. Mm -hmm. Let's have some backyard um, Bible studies mm -hmm. with other people in our church. We're out in the open. It's not as cold as it used to be. Uh, please don't do it in the rain. Right. Uh, you know, but uh, home Bible studies don't have to be inside. Right. Uh, every so often, Pam and I will go for a walk and we will see groups of adults in their lounge chairs out on the uh, in the yard enjoying one another. Right. So I would encourage all of us, let's enjoy one another the best we can. And with that said, um, thank you for filling in last week uh, spontaneously. I thought Dylan technical did a really difficulties. Good job. Yeah. Dylan uh, pulled an audio rabbit out of a video hat. Right, exactly. <laughs> he did his thing, so I'm proud of him for that. So uh, check that episode three out. talks about some pastoral transitions that are taking place. may affect a church that you attend. If you attend this one, then definitely check it out so that you're fully aware of everything that's going on. Um, but Pastor Neil, always a pleasure talking to you, my brother. If anyone's interested in watching or listening to these roundtables, check out YouTube, Facebook, Google, Apple, Spotify. Share with your friends and subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. So you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless.
We'll be right back.